Hello, it's Chief and Wano here again, and we're going to be talking about what subspace feels like. There is a range in subspace. There's depth. I can yeah. be really deep in a subspace, or I can just be like riding just under the surface. All of my thoughts go to that sting or go to that heat, and so that I'm able to like fully embody that feeling, which is it's like being on drugs or something. I would assume because it's all of a sudden it's just overwhelming. You're listening to Chief from KinkyEvents.co.uk. Helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about. You're obviously the sub, you're the one that goes into subspace and fills it. And so I think you're far more qualified than me to talk about what it feels like. So, yeah, would you just describe what subspace is, how it feels for you? Yeah, it's tricky, first of all, because in subspace, your mind is so relaxed that words are not so much a thing. So trying to actually describe the feeling is really difficult, so bear with me. For me, it feels like molten feathers. It feels like, at the same time, quite a like melty, grounding sensation, like my body is, is melting pleasantly into the, into the floor and like sinking, and yet my head awareness, mind awareness is like floating above my head at the same time. So it's quite, it's quite a quasi out of body experience. So body heavy, mind light. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way. Uh, body heavy, although almost floating. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's sort of an out of body experience, but you can still feel your your, your, your main body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it makes sense. I've heard other people describe it as that as well. What about some of the other effects? I know you find it difficult to speak and mm-hmm. move. Definitely difficult to speak. If I'm in subspace, I almost can't speak. I Like, it's quite difficult, even if I needed to speak for some reason. And there have been times before that I've been in subspace and maybe I've been feeling cold in that moment or, you know, not quite comfortable or I need some reassurance from you and I haven't been able to voice that. Just because, like, in subspace, you can't... For me, and I know for lots of other subs, when I've when I've talked to some online and things, um, the ability to speak does essentially go away. If I really needed to, or, like, if I'm in low-level subspace... I can say just a few things, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll let you know, because if you're trying to get me to do anything else, like it would be nice for you to know as a dom, be like, hey, like don't expect much from me because I'm in, I'm in subspace right now, but I can't actually say that. Hmm. I'd love to be able to write with my finger just to like spell it out, like subspace with my index finger. And I can't even do that. Like every action that is unnecessary the ability goes away Mm. so any extraneous movements of limbs speaking 
is out the window. Also, just in terms of thoughts, um, very much just in the in the present moment. Mm. You know, there are any higher thoughts really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 really focused on the on the here and now, which is good. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You mentioned there that you can't really say anything or let me know you're in subspace. Mm. But as a dominant, I'm obviously monitoring you and able in some sometimes I can see when you're in subspace, but sometimes mm. it's it's not all that obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obvious if you've got your eyes closed and you're staying very still mm-hmm. or we're doing something that I know puts you into subspace like spanking or rope. But other times during sex, yeah. you may have your eyes open and your mind just isn't there. And mm-hmm. I don't always know that mm-hmm. you're in subspace, so I can see why it would be good to have a signal yeah. that wasn't verbal. It would be good, but I don't think it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Like Because mm-hmm. even squeezing your hand or something, that takes effort. And there have been times that if we're having sex and I am in subspace, I think for me, I mean, I think I'm pretty quiet generally. But I know that I'm much quieter, even in in like low level subspace, because there is a there is a range in subspace. There's depth. I yeah. can be really deep in subspace, or I can just be like riding just under the surface. In which case, I know I'm far quieter. Mm-hmm. So even saying something like, even the things that we've agreed on for me to say about like what level I'm at, yeah. it it becomes quite the effort yeah. to to say those things. It's just like being spaced out. It's just, yeah. it's, you just, they'll suddenly go quiet or spaced out. And again, you know, everyone is different. So I'm not saying this for everyone, but the common, those are the common things that I've noticed. And as a Dom, sometimes it's a bit unnerving because you're like, oh, hang on, they were moaning a second ago. Are they enjoying this? They're, they're just lying there now. Like, is this pleasurable for them? And then you stop and check in on them. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I was really enjoying that. And you're like, okay, great. I had no idea. Yeah. It's- yeah, it's it's worrisome if you're not aware of how I'm going to behave or respond or not respond, because it's really a lack of response. Mm. I think that's the mm. most telling thing in subspace. You could ask me to suck you or something, and I can perform those actions. It's almost zombie-like. Mm. That makes it sound yeah. off-putting. But... Talk about levels. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you say it's a black and white. You, you suddenly notice you're in subspace, but it, there's also levels to it. There's the suddenly noticing. There's an awareness that I've reached subspace, or that I'm in it currently. You know, I was already in it before, but there's sometimes in my mind a switch where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, subspace, and it's really as simple as that. But it, um helps me get deeper into it yeah. when I notice that I'm in it. <laughs> mm. uh, it's a bit like daydreaming. You know, you can be daydreaming and not realize you're daydreaming. And then suddenly y- your mind goes, oh, actually, hang on, I was daydreaming there. Yeah. And you suddenly realize you're in it. Yeah. But unlike daydreaming where you come out of it, you, you can stay in some Yeah, space. you can you can stay in it in that moment. It's more just like, a, it's, it's a, like a really self-satisfying feeling. Like when you've had this itch, that has suddenly been relieved and you're like, ah, yeah. Mm. You're not going to keep on itching, but you can still enjoy the sensation. But it's definitely something with depth because most of the time, if if I'm feeling subby, if I'm in a submissive mindset, 
it can be quite subtle when I go over into subspace. It can be something that's pretty much on the surface if we're doing something sexual and I can just start focusing more on the present. It is quite a focus on the present. So if I, if I am in the moment, I'd say that I'm in subspace with whatever it is that we're doing. So if we were in a scene and we were just starting out and mm. you were, I don't know, sucking me, mm-hmm. that wouldn't, you'd be in a submissive mindset, but it but, wouldn't be the same. It sort of is subspace, but it's not the deep, no, I totally mean, relaxed, not able to do anything subspace mm-hmm. that you can progress to. Yeah. If, if, if we were starting a scene and I was sucking you, I'd be thinking that I'm sucking you, that I'm enjoying myself, that you're enjoying yourself. I'd be thinking about the surroundings. I can hear the surroundings. I'm aware in some sense of what's going on around me. The more I do that, especially something with oral that I quite enjoy, there's a moment that those extra frivolous sensations kind of get, they, they dull in mm. my, in my mind. So I'm not going to be so aware of any sounds around me or any extra feelings, like maybe the carpet's no longer uncomfortable and I'm just focusing on the sensations that are in my mouth. It's a much more focused mental Mm. space. And that's when I've gone into subspace from just feeling submissive. So all those extra details. You know when you wake up and you've been having a dream and when you're, you're just waking up from the night and there's a moment that you can all of a sudden hear the birds singing outside when before you couldn't hear them when you're just on the crest of waking up. Mm. So it's that in reverse. Is it like going into flow? If you're really engaged in a task, Mm. maybe you're doing a painting or you're drawing Mm -hmm. or you're writing something and at the beginning you're not into it, you're not fully engaged in it, you Mm -hmm. can hear everything around you and then 10 minutes later someone's calling a name and you don't even hear Yeah, you don't focus. Because you're so in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just in the, the flow of cocksucking yes yeah (laughs) you laugh but it's it's true i do yoga not as much as i should but when i do get into the flow of yoga especially sometimes when i've done the big marathon sequences there is a moment that you're just like in the in the repetition you're able to just really hone in on your body and nothing else Mm. and none of the exterior features around you so yeah in in that case it's much like flow except the difference is that it's not just a mind thing it's also a body thing because then you've got like the almost trippy quality to it yeah (laughs) it's interesting you say that and obviously i've not experienced subspace because i'm a dominant but i do see it as having those two components one is you being present in your mind and mindful it's almost like meditation so Mm -hmm. you you know the the feeling you get after yoga you're just in the present moment you've shut off every other sound i'd I'd almost say that is the first component but the second component is and again just my theory but i think it subspace is taken to the next level by the physiological changes that happen in your body and that sort of interaction of the endo cannabinoids the runner's high essentially which people used to think was endorphins but is actually potentially the endocannabinoid system yeah and and the adrenaline and the cortisol and that's why 
you can feel very submissive, but it's only really when we involve hard impact play or pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you tend to, or rough, really rough sex, that you tend to go more into that deeper subspace, yeah. which you wouldn't get from something like yoga. Yeah, when the body has been engaged in a way that is putting up the fight or flight response, that in some arduous, not arduous isn't the word, but some, some difficult task mm. under pressure, yeah. With the mental component, that's yeah. when subspace is, is achieved. And you need those too, right? Because I could give you a lot mm. of pain, but if you weren't in a... You almost need to be in a relaxed state as well, because just mm-hmm. pain is, is not going to put you into subspace. But no. if, if you're in that mental submissive mindset, and then you add the pain, you get this really nice blend. Yeah. Without the submissive mindset, just pain is actually going to make me upset. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not pleasurable at all but with the submissive mindset aspect to it then all of a sudden that pain which would generally be painful becomes arousing or pleasurable and it's something that the body can focus on you know so it's like all of my thoughts go to that sting or go to that heat and so that i'm able to like fully embody that feeling which is it's like being on drugs or something i would assume because it's all of a sudden it's just overwhelming in the fact that i'm just feeling whatever it is that i'm feeling Mm. let's talk a bit more about what particular activities help you go into subspace i'm trying to differentiate between the activities that put me in a submissive mindset and the ones that put me into subspace Mm. because i think there is a slight difference because when i'm already in a submissive mindset because you've asked me to do a task or I've been put on display in some way or if I'm kneeling all those things are going to make me feel quite submissive especially the kneeling I quite like the thought of kneeling to induce that submission and to like really let me focus on on that position of submission but then going over to subspace there has to be some component that's difficult or that hurts so spanking or impact play or rope bondage those put me into subspace Mm. definitely rough sex rough sex can or it can be more just thrilling there's a Oh, oh, hair pulling. Hair pulling is a good... It's... it's, Because it's painful? I mean, it puts me both in a submissive mindset, but then because it's slightly painful, I can focus on that pain. And when I'm focusing on it, then I'm going to fall into subspace, probably. Mm. Not just hair pulling alone. Yeah, it would have to be part of it, right? Yeah, but part of... If it's part of rough sex, and I'm against the wall or something, and you've pulled my hair and, like, put me on my knees especially if if there's if there's the repetition involved you know do that three times let's say that you've done that that you've kind of stood me up and you know throw me here throw me in there and then i'm back on my knees and then do it again by round three i'm probably in the subspace yeah so the repetition is also i think important Mm. for me it's a process isn't it it's not one minute you're in subspace, one minute it's a slow build-up yeah. of the kind of activities that the dominant is having you do. Because it's 
really just being in the present moment with all those chemicals doing mm-hmm. who knows what in my body. Just with with the repetition, it helps get me out of my head. And I think that's one of the most important things to get me into subspace is that I have to get out of my head. If I'm still in my head, I'm not going to be in subspace. Mm. Once I get out of my head and I'm just focusing on the task in front of me, that's when I've I've made that jump over from one to the other. Though it's not a jump, you know, it's it's quite it can be quite gradual. You've said to me once that when you're in subspace, I could pretty much get you to do anything. Mm-hmm which is kind of a blessing and a curse, right? Mm. Because I could take advantage of you. Mm. Obviously, we've consented to that sort of stuff anyway, so it would be fine. But maybe for other dominants, I think they need to be aware that when the submissive is in subspace, it is... Consent is a weird thing, right? This is why it's important to get consent up front, because they, they may not be able to say that they aren't happy with a particular mm. activity or they're quite vulnerable as well. In, in that state of mind, it's quite easy to persuade anyone. You could tell them anything and they would do it, right? Because they see you as in charge and you're, your mind's shut off and you're not thinking straight. Mm. It's almost like being it's drunk like, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's like it's like being in drugs in a way. When we had that spanking scene, I had a thought when I was like, Ooh, you could do anything to me right now. I I had that thought, and it was quite pleasurable at the moment, just because we have the communication and the trust. Mm. We've discussed our limits. I know that what you could do to me or would do, do to me would fall under the range of what our limits are and what it is that I like. But it was both very arousing to to feel that like i'm like oh yeah you, you, now you could really ramp things up now you could throw me about or you could roughly face fuck me or something like that and i would i would go all for it at the same time it's quite thrilling and a terror sort of feeling you know i'm like oh shit you could actually do anything to me right now and it, i really would comply we sort of have a almost a free use agreement right mm. so you're happy with me just fucking you when you're asleep because yeah. we've agreed all that and i love that thought it's quite yeah, thrilling we have that but if you're a new dominant with a new submissive she will be having those thoughts she will almost potentially stop herself going into subspace because she doesn't trust you fully and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do if you do all the things to put her in subspace she's not going to go there because she's worried about being taken advantage of potentially so if you're just starting out don't worry about necessarily trying to get someone in subspace from your very first go it requires that trust and communication and consent to be in place and the more you have that the easier it will be in the future i would say that you could still go into subspace in that moment even if you don't trust the dom because it's not within the dom's power to put a sub into subspace you're doing it you're facilitating it Mm. but it's within my own mind so if there could potentially be, like, I could go into subspace with, I don't know, just a really dominant individual without really not wanting to. That's not the word. But, like, I guess I remember the first time that I really realized that I was in subspace. I don't remember what what I was doing or what was going on, but I know that what I considered permissible in subspace wasn't actually something that I would want 
when I was out of it. So afterwards, I was like, oh, oh, goodness, my wants change when I'm in subspace. And I'm like, ooh, I would actually, I would not want that to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but in subspace, I was all for it. That's something to be cautious of because you obviously want to be with someone who you can trust to not push those boundaries of what you would actually be comfortable mm. doing outside of subspace. It's, yeah. it's like when you're watching porn and you can start watching weirder things and then coming out of it when you're not aroused you yeah. question after you come you're like what <laughs> did i just watch yeah you this really question it on. yeah and it's the same way with subspace i think i can i can be like "Ooh, that doesn't sound appealing all of a mm. sudden <laughs> that fantasy in my mind of a gangbang of 20 i would not actually enjoy that in the heat of the moment something can be very arousing mm. that, that mm. would would normally be non-arousing or even a turn off yeah that's why People feel shame because they're like, yeah. why did I enjoy being yeah, spanked? Yeah. Or why did I enjoy being fucked roughly? That, that I shouldn't, I shouldn't, either I shouldn't enjoy that or... It's wrong. Or wrong, or I just, I just can't believe I enjoyed mm. that thing. So just be gentle on yourself. Understand that what you enjoy in the moment may change. And it's why after a scene you should communicate because mm. something which was a hard limit or a soft limit now becomes your favorite thing to do or or not a, a soft limit anymore yeah but that's also why it's also important to have that conversation about your likes and desires yeah. beforehand as well so that in the heat of the moment you're not going to breach something that you actually find quite abhorrent yeah. in yeah reality let's talk about safe words mm. obviously if you're deep in subspace you can't talk yeah. you can't say the safe word yeah so I think it's important that you have a, some it's, sort of non-verbal safe word as well. Yes. I've struggled with that within my own mind just because I don't think I could actually do that either. I've thought about it on many occasions. Would I actually be able to tell you to stop when I'm in subspace? And I think the answer is almost 100% no. Mm. I wouldn't be able to tell you to stop even in some non-verbal way. If you've checked in on me and I give you a squeeze, like a reassuring squeeze, I think that's probably the most of what I can do. And when we've played with others and you've squeezed my hand and I've squeezed back, I think that's pretty much, that's what I can actually do to reassure you that I'm okay. Hmm. Which is a bit alarming. It does bring think. up quite a bit of an ethical it question. It really does within myself. Like I've, I've had to sit with my own thoughts about at what point I can consent and not consent anymore. Mm. Because even though I like the idea of consensual non-consent, and it's something that I would like to explore because we trust each other, but I have to take a hard look about what your ethics are. Like, am I okay with doing this when I know that I really can't tell you to stop? Mm. Because in subspace, safe words don't are ineffectual in my case. It is alarming as a dominant that I could potentially put you in a position that you are doing something you don't enjoy, but you can't say anything mm. or do anything. It's why aftercare is so important because yeah. the the submissive may you may have done something which is slightly beyond what you thought they wanted, mm. and it's why as a beginner dominant, if you're either a beginner or you're with a new partner. Don't try and do it all at once. Don't don't go in with hardcore porn BDSM scenes and try and replicate them. Start small. Start by introducing light spanking, slightly rougher sex. Don't go all out and try and put yourself deep into subspace. 
do a sex menu so you understand mm -hmm. what their hard and soft limits are and what activities they're comfortable with and uh, keep communicating a lot. I, I consider myself a feminist and I'd say I'm quite a modern woman in terms of my own journey through sexual liberation. And if it's not something that you feel that you're comfortable with, knowing that there is that lack of being able to check in in the moment, then maybe it's maybe you need to dis th discuss with your partner mm. about like not reaching those levels. You would almost automatically stop yourself going too deep in subspace yeah. if you don't fully trust your partner. Yeah. The reason you're able to go in deep in subspace with me is because we've, we've we built know, up the trust. You build up the trust and you know what we've agreed to do and haven't yeah. do. Yeah. Whereas someone who's with an, you know, let's say they're on a one night stand, mm. which again, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't agree doing BDSM in a one night stand. Yeah. But if you did, you're not going to let yourself go deep into subspace. Well, that's the thing, especially in the age of online dating. You can already be building up a sort of parasocial relationship with the dom. And I've had that be the case where I've been talking to someone for a couple of weeks before we meet up. Mm. And when I met met them, they were quite like heavily dominant. And it made me feel instantly instantly submissive just because we'd been doing psychological play for weeks so it can definitely happen mm -hmm. but that's why you have to discuss everything beforehand yeah and i think that's that's the best thing to do maybe ask your dominant if you're a submissive before you meet up with a new dominant or if you're just about to go into a scene with them maybe mm -hmm. ask them you know what's your what's your opinion on subspace like how yeah. do you how are you gonna make sure that i'm all right mm -hmm. do you you know what sort of yeah. aftercare do you give just to, to make yeah. sure you're dealing with someone who understands the risks. Or at least the physical mm. changes as well. I have to have chocolate and snacks oh. on hand to be feeling back to normal. And it's actually something that's quite important. And I'd be worried going into subspace without knowing that those things are already easily accessible mm. for the aftercare. So having the aftercare set up beforehand, before a scene, I think is quite reassuring because then I can fully relaxed knowing that afterwards the things, you need the things that I need are going to be there and that I'm going to be taken care of yeah, yeah. it's a wild ride subspace mm -hmm. well there it is those are our thoughts on subspace mm -hmm. I hope you found them useful go out there play enjoy it play safely and enjoy yourself yeah thanks everyone <laughs>